Welcome to Rockstar Today, the podcast that helps musicians quit their day jobs. Show notes can be found on rockstartoday.com forward slash podcast. You will also find a link to sign up to the Rockstar Today Backstage Pass Facebook group. And now your host, Randall. Welcome to Rockstar Today, the podcast that helps musicians quit their day jobs. Today, we're talking with John Morris. Now, we can talk about John Morris, the athlete, but not today. We can talk about John, the actor, but not today. We could talk about John, the conceptual artist who worked with the Louvre, Lady Gaga, Cirque du Soleil, shout out to Montreal, and the Metropolitan Opera, but not today. Today, we're going to talk with John, the CEO of Nowhere. It's a 3D community in the metaverse. And he's also known for the guy who wears the coolest pants. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I John, got some on today. I think I got some. Here we go. For those non-audio listeners. I knew it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, John. Thanks so much, Randall. It's great to be here. So one of the reasons why I wanted to speak to you is because I'm attending a music festival that obviously cannot happen in person. And I don't want to say the name because I don't want to get censored on YouTube or on, on Apple, but it's the French word for a seal followed by a, a bug spray for mosquitoes. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you figure that one out. But I figured this is an interesting concept. Here we are. We cannot really meet in person. And I was introduced to this platform by Jamie Roberts, who is a, has a PR firm in New York, and she does some interesting things with Nowhere as well. So tell us a little bit about the platform. And I want to kind of know a little bit more about the origin story. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot in that question, but I think it's interesting. You say you're not going to talk about my past, but I'll just go ahead and start talking about my past because I think that's a lot of this origin story that got us here. And I think it's why a lot of musicians are gravitating towards the platform because, you know, my background is one of a performer. I grew up in the theater and I grew up at performing in athletics as a springboard diver and and then I performed around the world with Cirque du Soleil and Forza Bruta and large scale spectacle driven theaters before starting the Windmill Factory, which aimed at bringing sublime experiences to unexpected places. And we really believe that the power of awe and wonder, it can change the world and it can change people. And we watched that throughout our work for the last 12 years. And when the pandemic hit, Really, you know, it stopped everything live as we're still seeing as we push through and we try to, as live artists and as, as humans, adapt to this new normal. And one thing that we noticed right off the bat was, well, what's going to happen to culture? You know, what is going to happen to all of the, you know, the napkin sketches at the, after the show at the bar when you're brainstorming and you're so inspired with what you've seen? And really all of these collective experiences that are way better with humans whether it be the concert, whether it be the dance performance, the book club, even the happy hour where you're just like hanging out with friends or the baseball game or the basketball game, you know, any collective experience, the comedy show. And what we started wondering was where can we do our work at Windmill Factory and where can we bring these awe-inspiring experiences and can we do them online? Our first attempts were pretty funny. I think the first one we did, we hosted a birthday party for, for myself, March 15th. And right at in, the beginning of this whole mess. Right at the beginning of the mess, right when New York was really, really going down and, and really hurting. And we hosted in Verbella, 
this online platform that's very B2B kind of SaaS platform on a college campus. You have an avatar. But really one of the breakthroughs there was spatial audio. They had spatial audio in that platform so you could navigate around as an avatar and then you could have different conversations in the same space. And that for us was really a, an eye opener to the possibility of this kind of game engine technology that's out there. But what we missed was our friends. And what we saw with all these avatar-based solutions was with the anonymity, people treated each other quite poorly. They didn't actually act as humans to one another. There wasn't the respect, there wasn't the inspiration of like hanging out with a person and actually meeting them face to face. And we thought, well, why don't we have video in a video game? And so we quickly started to spin up a demo because we thought if we could have the play and adventure of a game engine in beautiful environments, and then we brought the people in, we might be able to create the experiences that we really want to as the windmill factory and reach a global audience. I have to admit, the first time I came into this space, I was a little bit taken aback that I was not some sort of avatar. But <laughs> But then I saw right away the power of not being an avatar, of being a real person, because it made it so much more real. Like you said, when you're anonymous, like on Twitter or other social medias, people tend to be uh, very bad. They tend yeah. to, it brings out the worst of them because they feel they can get away with things. So, so this brings a more of a human level to uh, this metaverse experience. Yeah, and I think if you think about musicians and you think about the power of music, typically musicians are sharing their truth. It is deeply connected to who they are. And image is very connected to that for musicians and seeing them live and sharing in that experience. We're not only allowing the musician to be seen and be heard, but you're allowing the audience member to be seen and be heard by the musician. There's those beautiful moments at concerts when somebody yells out, I love you, Emily Haynes. And then I love you too, or whatever. And the whole crowd loves it because you know, when you're in that audience, you can be seen and be heard. It's such a core of who we are as humans to be in crowds and be in relationship to each other. Right now we're in nowhere. We're in this amplify mode and we have a cameraman right down here who's looking up at us, shooting us. That core functionality of nowhere where we can elevate ourselves, our audio now travels further in the space. We become performers on any stage we want throughout this environment. And yet we can still hear the audience and they can be heard and they can be seen. And that relationship can exist in a way that I don't see anywhere else on the internet, that you can have that power and be in these, you know, like you're saying, these striking environments. We've designed incredible spaces our whole lives and places dictate behavior. So yeah. like, why is it always cartoon spaces and video games? Why, why can't they be inspiring and beautiful and, and make us want to go there? I do want to talk about the spatial audio because I think that is something that I haven't really experienced before in a platform. So if we're not in this elevated mode, uh, we could be apart from each other and you can be talking to somebody and I cannot hear that conversation. Uh, yeah. But as I get closer, it'll slowly increase in volume and then eventually it's as if I'm really walking into a group and I can kind of blend in uh, if it's not awkward and join yeah. into the conversation. So it allows for almost like that feeling of being in a bar or a club or a concert hall and actually meeting a group of fans introducing ourselves to maybe the artist or some people that we know and kind of having these conversations which are intimate because yeah it's not like zoom or facebook or something where everybody's talking with each other yep exactly and one thing i like to do is like it really is and i can't stress this to your audience enough like you can go on you are nowhere and dive in and explore 
and bring friends with you because until you get in here with friends, it's really hard to describe. And part of the environments, it's part of the spatial audio, it's part just kind of the feeling of, of interaction. There is one trick that I'll show you right now that I'll do. This is uh, super fun. You'll hear this and on the video, you'll see it. So I'm just going to run away and I'll be talking as I'm running away. And then we'll just like, you'll hear that. <laughs> so there's a little fun and you'll hear, you know, you hear me coming and going, right? And yeah. so when you're in here in a party setting or a, in a mingling environment, what you hear is conversations coming from everywhere around you, you know, and then you're able to focus on a conversation. And then all of a sudden somebody passes by and you're like, oh my gosh, it's David. What's up, David? And then David joins the conversation and then Sally leaves and goes and sees uh, Sarah, who she hasn't seen in a long time. And then there's a performance happening over there. And then you go check that out a little bit. And then you, you run into somebody in that crowd and then you say, oh, oh, let's sneak over here so we're not heard. And then you're able to pull away from the performance and have your private conversation. I also find it interesting that, you know, I've attended these Facebook events or these streaming events. And of course, yeah. they're very one-sided. Maybe somebody's doing a Facebook Live or Instagram Live. And the only thing they can do with their audience, because they cannot see them, they just see some chats, maybe a couple hearts float by. And it doesn't become a personal event. You don't feel yeah. that you're in the same room. You really feel that distance between the cyberspace all in between there. And I think yeah. that... I'm looking and, forward. I, I've not done a concert yet, so I will be doing that uh, in about, uh, I believe, three weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, for the uh, the unnamed festival. Yeah. There's going to be about, I think there's 60 bands that will be performing in and throughout nowhere. And you'll be able to jump around to different bands, talks, lectures, all music-related content, which would be awesome for your audience, I think, because there's a lot of, lot of programming. The other thing I'll say about that, too, is what we're finding with this tool is that it gives musicians another way that they can monetize. You know, we have Patreon, well, that, that we, we have fan about. clubs. <laughs> this new way of performing, it's such an evolution from the streaming with the chat flow, right? The hmm. streaming with the 2D chat, I was actually talking to Andrew McMahon, who we've created, you know, over six tours with and music videos and collaborated a bunch with. And I was like, what about your fan club makes it special? And he's like, well, it's the interaction between the fans, but right now it's locked in this 2D chat. And then he's just streaming. It's very a one-to-many solution. And then I've seen other artists, you know, like I laughed at this Ben Folds moment I saw in one of his where he was like, I can only see the bold text and people are requesting songs and it's flying by so fast that he, and he's like, I can only see the, yeah. you know, bold text. Whereas in nowhere, somebody, you know, jumps up and down in their pod or requests a song, you can amplify them, you can talk to them and you can have that back and forth, you know, that's very much like a VIP meet and greet yeah. at a tour at a concert. In fact, uh, one of the PR agencies that, I, that I've interviewed, uh, Jamie Roberts, she mentioned how she does uh, meet and greets, gets her bands to come here, and the audience come in the room, and they get to have you know, personal conversations with them face-to-face. -face. And it yeah. gives that extra level of intimacy that is, is so important. Because part of what I talk about and the reason why I did this podcast is all about the 1,000 true fans theory which is that theory about if you can only get 1,000 fans that net you $100 a year, you could live semi-comfortably. Yes. It's not about getting a million fans. You just need 1,000 really good fans, those that will buy yep. everything you do. And to have that connection when you're not in a live setting is extremely hard. So something like this is definitely something to be investigated and yes. experienced. You, know, you can read about it. You can see us on video. But... Unless you experience it, you won't get the full benefit yeah. of how this works. 
And I'd encourage any artists out there that are at home in lockdown or have audiences out there or want to expand their audience. This is an incredible tool for you. You know, you can have a free space. You can select which environment you want to start in. You can have up to 50 people right off the bat. And then in pro accounts, you can have up to 150 people in each space. And then from there, you can actually have multiplicities of spaces and get up to thousands and even millions eventually. So it's really an incredible tool to start testing and start to play around with. And we're finding that so many artists are really, even with the environments that we have, really starting to have these wonderful experiences with their fans. And then other artists we're in talks with to build complete environments that will become their fan club. You know, and I think that's where it gets really exciting because there's not only the functionality of the concert experience, there's the social aspect. And there's also this platform is, is actually a 3D website because it's just a click to drop in. And then if you have a, an artist, I like to think of it as like back in the day when an artist had a MySpace page, but now it's spatial and you can have posters of merchandise that you can sell and have click out links to go buy those different merches. You could do NFT ticket drops. You could do um, music video premieres. You could do an ongoing fan club every you know Monday night performance. You could do quick drop-ins instead of Instagram Live, dropping into nowhere for a quick little, hey, I just wrote this song. Love to see what you guys think about it. You know, There's so many use cases that we're just scratching the surface of with the platform. You know, We just really pushed out these free accounts to really empower and, and give this tool to artists. So hopefully mm -hmm. they can start to utilize it and, and help us improve it and get it better and better and better so that we can create the best performance venue on the internet. If I go back to your origin story a little bit, there's something that happened to you when you looked up at the stars. <laughs> and I think it, it, it showed you your place in the universe and what it means to be human, I believe. Yep. That's How correct. is this similar? I mean, we are in the stars right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm looking out over this space, like flipped landscape with stars below us and above us. <laughs> and, you know, the moment you're referencing is, you know, when I was a kid, I used to lay out on a dock in Alabama, looking up at the stars by a lake and, and I'd watch the stars be reflected in the water. Not unlike this environment, actually. I created an installation in New York City on the Hudson River where we recreated the night sky. The whole inspiration the of that traffic piece, cones, right? it was on, um, it was on uh, old pylons and old pier pylons, posts. Okay. Yeah. In the Hudson river where transportation piers used to take the trains used to back up on it and they'd load from ships and these pylons are just left there. And you're looking out on this beautiful landscape of the Hudson river, but the lights from the city are so bright that you can't see any of the stars and you can barely even see the stars in the sky. And so the question is, what does that do to our humanity? when we can't see the heavens, when we don't have a sense of our place within this massive universe, you know, as tiny specks of sand within this massive universe that we live in. And so, you know, that project was really about trying to bring that feeling and that sense of awe to the city. The same remains true within nowhere where what we're trying to bring to people is an experience of awe and wonder where they can have that on the internet and our main theory is that humans are the, the easiest and fastest way to get there and creating social spaces and the ability to meet and get to know and be in conversation with different types of people to learn from each other and have the environments eventually get to be as awe-inspiring as a New York City skyline, <laughs> you know, yeah. and an installation on the river. And of course, another definition of star is someone who's made it in the world. So 
Yeah. We want also to have uh, stars might be born in this universe. So I, nowhere stars. Uh, yeah. Uh, just like TikTok gave us some musicians that went from, uh, you know, zero to hero. Here we can have uh, people that yeah. go from nowhere to somewhere. Yeah. And I think I like to think of this as, you know, how TikTok, it's, it's one of the most incredible things I've seen for dance, right? It's like this game of telephone that just continues with movement throughout time. And I think of nowhere as like a social aspect of that. It's no longer like a Twitter feed of asynchronous conversation. It can be a synchronous journey of infinite conversations that happen within space and performances and those collective experiences. So what's next for nowhere? Is there anything planned to, uh, any surprises that we can get? I know there's some Easter eggs. I've heard about some Easter eggs. There's, uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs. We like thinking of these worlds like Pac-Man, you know, you got to find the fruit. So find the banana, the cherry. There's all kinds of fun little hidden wonders in here that will take you fun places. And they're really fun to, to be able to learn them and then share them. And that's also part of the fun. I'd say that the next big thing for us is really seeing how this tool can be used by musicians and help support their audiences and learn from those musicians to help make it better and better. Some quick things on the horizon. We'll have a simultaneous experience for thousands within one space. We have the music festival you've named, which will be thousands and thousands of people across many different spaces. We have a lot of NFT artists and galleries that are showcasing their work. And we have some, basically, I can't say much about it, but auctions and drops planned. Mm -hmm. And then games is where I think the next evolution of this is we have custom spaces and custom games that are being built for the platform. So we have an alpha world builder actually built on top of Blender, an open source tool. And we're going to open source the, the plugin so that any you know engineer and builder and 3D builder can start to build their own worlds within nowhere. And that's where I think these artist experiences are going to get really interesting where a musician pairs up with a, you know, let's just say uh, FKA twigs and Beeple pair up to create yeah the people twigs world. I don't know. Um, and, and it has a game inside it and it has a, a scavenger hunt through an FKA twigs album and you buy a ticket and then you get to experience this journey through an FKA twigs entire landscape with your friends, with other people that love her work and love people's work. Well, we can't wait to see what's next for nowhere. I'm <laughs> going to be experiencing it for the first time in a real concert setting in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. If people want to experience this, they should be going to UR, letter U, letter R, nowhere.com. Anything else that people should know to, before they uh, flock to you? I think just for your audience, I really am struck by your comment about becoming a rock star in nowhere. I see this as a huge opportunity. This is a platform that could enable an entire new type of tour, of fan experience, of connection. And I'm really curious to see artists out there start to see what they can do with it. And of course, your team is very responsive. They're very eager to help. They'll jump in and, and guide you if you need it, yeah. especially if you want to do something uh, special. Basically, my advice is you've got nothing to lose. Give it a shot. Do some uh, small events. As this will evolve, you're going to find new ways to maybe uh, interact and find those true fans and make those connections that you just cannot make on a 2D platform where you're you're just, like we said, one-to-many. It has to be one-on-one, -on -one, like we're doing today. Yep. Well, yeah, reach out. We've been creating experiences our whole life, and we're very excited for collaborations, too. So if you have an idea and you think it's too out there, I dare you.
bring it on. <laughs> you heard it here. Well, thank you so much. We uh, really enjoyed speaking with you, John. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. If you enjoy the show, share it with other musicians. Help us spread the word. Theme song written and performed by Wolves at Midnight. Thanks for listening to the Rockstar Today podcast. Now go out there and rock your business like you rock the stage.